You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center, this is Phoenix FM. This is 92.5 Phoenix FM, community radio for Dublin 15. Hey everybody, it's JB Jeremy Borash and you are listening to Daryl O'Connor on the... Welcome to the Wrestling Rewind. The only wrestling podcast by fans who don't hate wrestling. Hello everybody and welcome to the Wrestling Rewind show 134. My name is Daryl Connor. Welcome to the show. We have a really good one for you today, guys. Um, we're back on the timeline, back on the arc. Cyber Sunday, you choose what happens from the home of democracy. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, 2007. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, it, it's a weird show. Uh, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Of course, here on Phoenix 92.5 FM, TheWrestlingRewind.com, NerdToKnowMedia.com, and the True Penny Channel. Um, a bit of an apology. There's been a bit of a, a delay getting some of the shows up on the feed, but everything should be up on the feed now, um, including over on the True Penny Channel as well. So no matter where you're checking them out, the True Penny Channel um, does all our shows for free, but they're also on NerdToKnowMedia.com and TheWrestlingRewind.com, which takes you straight to Spotify and everywhere else you can find podcasts um or just regular shows you know there's uh, two shows uh, a week nerd to no basis and of course the wrestling rewind.com so we're going to um yeah we're going to cover some news we're going to get into um cyber sunday 2007 and i'm not alone i am joined by the one the only mr martin hardy how are things martin oh dara how are things how are things uh AEW is within <laughs> is within ten thousand tickets. They are within ten thousand tickets of the biggest wrestling gate ever in history, ever. Um, on Wednesday night, John Moxley and Kenny Omega absolutely murdered murdered each other in a cage for my pleasure. Uh, I am currently sat in my house on my own wonderful girlfriend's away for the weekend of the Eurovision party. I'm in my pants with a big bottle of rum and I'm playing the brand new Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom that arrived at the house today. Dara, how am I doing? If I was any happier, it'd be a mental illness. Martin is living his best life, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. That's, that's what you need to take away from this. He is just over the moon and I'm glad for him. It's just it's just one of them weeks. It is. I mean, you and I have had a different week this week. <laughs> we have, <laughs> and, and I and I don't mean to rub it in. I didn't. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. I, I will have to say though, it's funny how much local wrestling and local metal intersect. People are always like, "Why are wrestling fans same as metal fans?" It's like because it's the exact same thing. It's just yeah. the payoff is slightly <laughs> different. 
some people wrestle in front, pretend to fight in front of nobody. Some people play music in front of nobody. I mean, it is what it is, you know. It is what it is. Um, again, I, when you get underneath know. all that, it's it's to do with the like not to be corny or whatever, but it is the love of the game. Like, it is. if you're doing yeah. this crack for no money, it's because you just love it. It's funny because it's like you know you you talk to other musicians in any other genre. And they're like, oh, I got paid to do it. And you're like, yep, there was no money. <laughs> there was, there's never any money. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, so I, I did a stand-up for a couple of years. You don't actually make that much money doing stand-up comedy, like a comedy club and stuff. You make your money doing, like, corporate gigs, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. And I can't imagine there are many corporate gigs for death metal. No, however, however. <laughs> I can't imagine Google is, is, is calling horrenda around. See, here's the thing. For the horrenda, company picnic. It's funny. With horrenda, it's completely different, actually. It's a completely different story. It's And, thought, and I'm like, oh, yeah. It, and as I was saying, we do the we do the Bray Wyatt school of, of booking where you're like, you control everything down and everything's great and, you know, you don't overexpose yourself. It's any time you jump in the milieu of, like, other bands, you know, and, and that's when you see, oh, this is why we don't do it, you know? So th- there is a lot to be said for, you know, the Bray Wyatt booking of things. I'll, I'll put it to you, to you that way. But... <laughs> Horrenda was asked to do a wedding this week. <laughs> oh. I need to get an invite to that wedding. That sounds like a class wedding. I don't know. We were like, we were talking about it. We're like, yeah, let's totally do it. And we're like, you must hate your guests, but okay, <laughs> we'll do it. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you do want to book Horrenda, of course, my black metal band, um, you, you can. You just let us know and we would gladly do it. Now, we will charge like another wedding band, but you get a show and my singer might attack you, but It'll be, it'll be a good time. Weddings, birthdays, bar, bar mitzvahs, holy communions. <laughs> holy horrenda, communion. horrenda is available for all of us. <laughs> I think you have to be our hype man, Martin. Oh yeah. yeah. Show up and just cut one of those ads where you're just screaming like <laughs> everything you do, like you know, like those Americans that are on the radio. Wacky waving and flaming arms, flaming too man. <laughs> bar mitzvahs, weddings, all in, everything you want. <laughs> Oh man, and it was funny as well. I was like, "So what? Do we wear suits? So coarse paint and suits? Interesting. Yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah. So go for it. So there um, you go. That's it. The whole thing about uh, like not even just metal, but like um, non-mainstream music is that it's uh, it's counterculture. It's you know you you yeah. take whatever the mainstream is and you uh, subvert it or pervert it or whatever you like. One of my favorite um, uh, books is about Shane McGowan when he was growing up and he was like mad into punk and just talking about the way the punks in London in like the 60s and 70s used to like come up with their outfits. Like he would get safety pins and put them in his ears and like just mad stuff, just whatever you could find and then subvert that was your your outfit so yeah do your death metal gig at a wedding in a lovely suit well see i mean you don't want to be disrespectful and show up in bits you know so yeah i mean it's it's wedding. that's true it's only a matter of time before everyone's in bits like <laughs> is that, is that, if you show up in bits all you are is ahead of the curve that's, all. that's true that's very very true but no I, I will i will update the listeners who are obviously riveted um by this development but uh there you go if you do want to book us we will um happily take your money speaking of taking money 
um, you can come over to our Patreon and give us a next pack euro because oh, that would yeah. be very much appreciated. I don't know if I said it last week um, on the show about my new bootly bick. Did I tell you? Uh, we talked about the bootly, but I haven't heard about the bootly bick. What's this? No, my bootly pick. Oh, pick. Sorry, pick. sorry. Yeah, yeah. Who's your Who's your bootly? I I think I did say last week. Who was it last week? Kennedy, Kennedy and MVP. Kennedy, Kennedy oh. and MVP. So I don't Kennedy's know if he said a it. good I, one. Cause I, I don't know if he said, I don't know if he said it last week, but I'm gonna say it now. I was watching this show right, and the bang of Bukele off Kennedy is what, and it's also there with MVP as well to, to an extent, um, particularly on this show where he's a lot more, a lot more restrained but than Kennedy, he was. Kennedy's a really good one because he is like undoubtedly Burley. Like he's full oh, yeah. Burley material. He is. He, and he's a, and he's he a lot was... more ob- he's a lot more sorry, he's a lot more obvious than MVP. MVP is like, oh, this gimmick is dying on your death, but you're re you're really trying. It's like the big boss and, man. It's like you're really then, into it. And then the thing with MVP is like he came back years later as like a genuinely like uh, respected kind of manager. And, uh, and that's Ken- why he and that's why he's only there. Whereas Kennedy, yeah. <laughs> Kennedy almost broke the surface. He was like right on the cusp of going to be big time. Massive. And then just, and then just, no. And he's one of the very few people who didn't resurface anywhere else. He didn't. Hold on a in. second. Hold on a second. Well, yes. Oh, no, I know you're going <laughs> to. <laughs> hold on a second. No, hold on. Martin, no. You, you can't. <laughs> We we can't we can't do that. We can't, even even with the joke, we can't do that. He was a big part of TNA. Dixie loved him. That she did. <laughs> and he was known as Mister Anderson. His name was Robert Paulson. Anderson. Anderson. <laughs> no, but you are right, man. I mean, all joking aside, like he beat Jeff Hardy clean in this in, I... on this show. And that shows you how big he was. Genuinely surprised by that, although I should have been tipped off by the fact that uh, he was the uh, Hardy was the Intercontinental Champion, and it was a non. Whenever you see a champion coming out for a non-title match, your your alarm bells should be going off. Well, I mean, even still, Hardy was so like the belt wasn't really on the line for him. It wasn't like who's going to fa- was it who's going was who's going to face Jeff Hardy or who's going to face Kennedy? No, it was a uh, it was. So it was Hardy, Kennedy, and um, can't remember oh, who the third yes. one was. Yes. Oh, yes, was it yes. Mysterio? No, no. Uh, but it was Hardy, Kennedy, and someone else, and whoever was Shawn picked, Michaels. That was right. Yeah. This was this this match was added, and the it, the, yeah. the two remaining, the two guys who weren't picked, they fought each other. That's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah. No. Like it was, you know, <laughs> when I. When I started uh, watching this again, I was like, "Wow, okay, Michaels has been picked for the for the main event again." But I was like, "Oh, are they going to have Hardy and Kennedy team up like they have every other time?" And they didn't do that this time. They just had like a pretty decent singles match. Kennedy only got ten percent of the vote, which was kind of some of the voting on this uh, show was nuts. Um, mm. So again, like. Because just because I still don't quite believe it, even though everyone, every source I've looked into no, says it's you, true. No, it is. It is. They didn't rig it. it. it, it it's not rigged. It's, it's not rigged. So I was it's listening to uh, 
uh, something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard, and he talks about uh, about this show, and yeah, guaranteed he's a hundred percent. It's all above board. Um, so some of the voting in this genuinely just baffled me. Some of these baffled fans me. are just stupid. That's all it is, and I hate to say that, but it's true. I mean, pick the Miz to go against. Gary, you love to say that. <laughs> Only you, when it's that's one of your favorite things to say. Is it? <laughs> only when it's true. And it's true a lot. But I mean, only when it's true. Like, look, you don't pick the Miz to go against Punk. You pick John Morrison. Oh, don't even. Come I, on. I, I have a, a whole. Of, whenever we get to that, I have a whole outburst for that. A stretcher match is the, is the worst match I've ever seen. I hate it so much. <laughs> I, I, I we'll get into it, but I mean, I mean, like, lads, this is why democracy doesn't work. But this is you like, know, this doesn't work. So, yeah, but democracy, like much like Cyber Sunday, democracy comes down not to what you vote for, but to what your options for voting are. Ah, that's very true. You know, and, like, and one thing can I say, right? So this show, so I am going somewhere with that. I'm not just going on a rant. Uh, <laughs> it wouldn't time. be like us. No, it wouldn't. A non-tangential <laughs> rant that just disappears off into the ether. This is from Washington, D.C., right? So it was a tricolor pay-per-view for Ross McDonough ECW. Now, they said the home of democracy. Uh, that's called Athens in, in Greece. Um, and and D- Washington, D.C., in America, it, that's not a democracy. They're a constitutional republic. Um, so that makes no sense. I just had to get that out there. I, I don't think WC, uh, WDB understands America. <laughs> oh, maybe, yeah. they, maybe, they, maybe they understand it all too well and they realise that most of it is based on bull crap. Fair. We're still, fair. We're still, on, we're we're still on, on the radio. <laughs> yeah, we're still on the radio. So I haven't had that much rum. I'm still uh, moderating myself. Please, please don't make me have to edit like I did for WrestleMania show that one time where I could only use 20 minutes of the content. Never. I'll <laughs> never be, done, show. I'll never be done apologizing for that. <laughs> Daryl will be bringing that up in 20 years. A two-hour show where I could only use 20 minutes. <laughs> Master editing. Master editing. That's all I can say. Um, anyway, what room are you drinking? Kraken. Uh, oh. That's the good stuff, ladies and gentlemen. I, you know, we're, we're not sponsored or condoning. Just saying, if you do like rum, Kraken is. Yeah, we're not sponsored, but I'm condoning. I'm fully condoning. Oh, that's absolutely. Fair. That's fair. That's Spend fair. your weekend on your couch in your pants, drinking rum, playing Zelda. That is a, that is a weekend well spent. I probably will have some rum tomorrow, actually, at, at one of the gigs. So because it's just. Oh, it's the best. It's the best rum. Because I mean, some some rum can be terrible, uh, but spiced rum, you get a good one, and you're like, this is yeah. And this actually where it's at. Black spiced rum is a real nice balance of the. It's really sweet as well. It, what's good about it though is that because um, I you probably haven't noticed this, but I have a bit of a belly on me there, and uh, it's it's so sweet. You actually don't really like it. Mixes really well with just like um diet drinks or sugar-free drinks oh, wow. it doesn't it doesn't need anything else it's... yeah you, you can actually drink it straight as well but that's a really bad idea it, it, it's a, a terrible idea if i've yeah. been 
doing that while I'd been playing this, we'd be having a very different conversation <laughs> right now, and you'd be you'd be you'd be getting the old editing button out. <laughs> I've done that before a gig, and that was the worst idea I've ever had. Still played the gig though, but um, less said about that the better. But crack and rum, phenomenal. Uh, we're not sponsored by them, but you know, maybe one day. Uh, <laughs> so the show opened up with. Potentially one of the worst matches I've seen in a very long time. Um, I hate Rey Mysterio, particularly wow. at, this point. at this point. No, at this at this point, at this point, okay, I need to, okay. I need, I need, I need to, I need to emphasize. Yeah, no, no, I'll, what, I'll let you run with it. Let's let's go. Let's hear it. A lot of what I'm saying about this period of wrestling is kind of locked into this period. This is before. This is when TNA was really good, and I was watching TNA pretty. I was covering it for um, a couple of outlets. I Actually, I started covering actually around this time, and uh, it's when I got into wrestling media, and I'd been really um, desensitized to WWE. Rey Mysterio, Batista, um, it, they kind of just emphasize what I don't like about wrestling when it's moved up to the top of the card. Um, and Rey Mysterio's shtick has ran very thin for me at this point. Um, it didn't help that Finley was in there again. I do like Fifth Finley in WCW. I don't like him when he left WCW, and I hate stretcher matches. So these it's nine minutes a, were excruciating. I mean, I know, I know we talked about this last week, but my God, Finley from WCW to WWE, whatever it was at the time, it's such a monumental shift for a guy who barely actually changed, like in terms of. You know what his overt gimmick is. You know Belfast Brawler or by my Irish and I like to fight. It went from being like a real, genuine kind of terrifying, vicious guy to just the most hokey. Um, I can identify what it is. Well, it's it's what, what's that movie? Um, uh, the Quiet Man. No, no, I I can I can actually sum it up for you. If you allow me, it went from being what somebody from a from a, like a rough fella from Belfast actually is to what a rough to what a rough fella from Belfast is to Americans. Yeah, that's what happened. Hundred percent, because like more and I know, than I, any... again, I don't. That's not a jab at Americans. It, but come on, a lot of Americans think leprechauns are real, and they don't know that Belfast isn't in the Republic. So <laughs> it's a different country. Martin it's not a different country. It's not a different country. No, we're, you know what? Me and you's about to have a fight, Dan. No, you know what I mean. It's 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 not it's not republic in borders, but it, it's it's not there. You know, it, it's its own kind of thing. And Martin, yeah, we can get into this, but for Americans, boil it down to what Belfast is and what the North is. Boil it down, please. It's it's um, he went from a, a genuinely legitimately kind of terrifying in a rate like not in a Bray Wyatt way or a Kane way. No, like he'd actually terrifying <laughs> in a really grounded, unsettling way to uh a caricature like the quiet yeah. man walking about with the shabelli and Worse. then they gave him and then they gave him horn swag. What the hell even is a horn swaggle? Well he couldn't use his actual name because last last uh Last pay per view, which name we can't say on on radio, it was a bit more offensive. So Hornswoggle, I think, was the 
the midway point. Here, have you ever? What, so, what, what I mean is that what Hornswoggle strikes me as a uh, top of the morning. One yeah. of those things that Americans think Irish people say, but nobody in Ireland has ever said that. No, no. E- also, ever. It's funny though because you, you took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say, as a fellow Irishman, have you ever seen a shillelagh? I actually, I got me dad one once. He. What um, are they? So it's it's just a a blackthorn stick, but it's cut at the top, so the you get the um, the trunk end of it. So it's a it's a real. It's actually very good, strong, bendy material, but at the top end of it, it's really heavy. So it actually is what? great for belting someone with, like. But what's a for? Is a for just hitting someone? Well, you would use it for walking, like it'd be like a walking stick. But yeah. You, You'd have it for, I mean, like you're talking about the 1800s here. You'd have it for protection, but it's a um, ah, that makes sense. But again, it's it's like we've moved on since. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I got me so I got me a gorgeous one once actually, and it wasn't even that it was a a Turlu or anything. It was just it was this fella who lived down the road from us who was making a. He was just an old boy, and he made an extra bit of money at the side. What he would do is he would go for these long walks by the river, and he'd pick up like long bits of blackthorn that he liked, and he'd cut them and put like a a rubber tip on the end of them, and uh, sell them as walking sticks and that. And I got me dad one, and he hung it up on uh, on the edge of the counter in the kitchen. And there is where it has remained ever since. <laughs> he so, says he, he'd be mortified to be seen walking around the countryside with a shillelagh. <laughs> <laughs> I have a definition of hornswoggle. Oh, go on. Right, so it's not Irish, of course it isn't, because we would not we would have heard about it. It's an informal not North American word. And it's a verb. It describes somebody who has got the better of someone by cheating or deception. The day would soon arrive when Peter would soon... See, he'd been well and truly hornswoggled. But this is, and, and again, we're, we're hamstrung here because of the radio. But last week, do you remember we had a great conversation about all the different words we have for yeah. uh, deceptive cheating people? Yeah. Like, there's a million other names they could have called him. Exactly. Apart from hornswoggle. At least now we know. And again, if you like our breakdown of the cultural insensitivity of uh, WWE at points, you can send us an Xbox Euro. Oh, I... y- you're going to get it here, by the way. You're going to get <laughs> it in this paper. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah, it's something else. It really is. Um, so, again, folks, we just try to take things as they are um, and present them to you with context. So, we, if we get strung up by things like Fifth Finley and Hornswoggle and other such things, um, yeah. Also, but... Finley is from Carrick Fergus in Antrim. Yeah, that's that's the other. Well, I mean, like, so he's not from Belfast. Yeah, I I kind of get that though. So Carrick Fergus is literally just outside Belfast. But is it? if you're yeah. if you're not Irish, like you would, so I kind of um, I kind of liken it to myself. So hmm. I'm from a place called Drumbally. Right. Nobody knows what Drumbally is. Right. I'm sorry, I don't either. <laughs> exactly. No, that's what I'm saying. I didn't mean nobody internationally knows. I mean, you meant nobody. Nobody outside of Drumbali. <laughs> and I'm fairly sure about half the people in Drumbali, which is <laughs> six, you know, don't know where Drumbali is, right? 
so I'm from a place called Drumbali. But whenever anyone asks me where I'm from, I just say Cross McGlen. Now I'm right. not from Cross McGlen, but if I don't say if I say Drumbali, I end up having the same conversation. Where are you from? Drumbali. Oh, I've never heard of that. Where's that? It's near Craigan. Oh, where's that? It's near Cross McGlen. Oh, yeah, yeah, Cross McGlen. I know Cross McGlen. So that yeah. that I I understand why Finlay, rather than having to go through a whole thing about Carrick Fergus, just decided to say he's from Belfast. Also, and I I think I can say this with confidence, given that I have several friends from there, and I'm currently only sitting about four miles away from it. Carrick Fergus is, apart from the castle, a tip. Man, Martin Staten's Arizona. Um, we <laughs> <laughs> just so we're clear. But thanks for well, the job, no, Lesson. It depends. I mean, if you like big castles and loyalist paramilitaries, you'll love Carrick Fergus. You like it's be right up your alley. But well, if you're not into those things, maybe and, give it a miss. And and this is why we move swiftly on from the political thought situation of Northern Ireland and Ireland. Because <laughs> it's complicated. It really is. What's weird about it is, right, so what you said is correct uh, as far as the location, not the not the rest. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to say that. pretty accurate overall. Fair, fair. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's weird because a couple of years later, they have Finn Balor, right? And they, they, they bill him as from Bray. It's like, nobody knows. Well, look, everyone knows where Bray is. But I mean, they didn't say Dublin or Wicklow. They just, or even Wicklow, they, they they actually build him from where he's from, which is weird. Rather than Dublin, I'd say, which you think I'd they would have done. Finn though strikes me as um kind of guy who's like very proud of where he's from. So yeah. do you know the way like he has his finisher called nineteen sixteen and all that. Yeah, he strikes me as kind of proud of where he's from, and I'd say he went to them and he said to the announcer, "I am from Effing Bray," and if you say <laughs> I'm from anywhere other than effing Bray, I'm not going to walk out through the effing curtain. Do you understand? I mean, that's fair. That's probably exactly what happened. It's, it's just, it's crazy that, like, it took so long for that to happen because there was just, like, even in WWE games, right? I don't know if, if, if you've played pretty much all of them, but up until Seamus showed up, you could only pick Belfast, Ireland. Oh, yeah, because of Finlay. Yeah, and it was like, that's weird. That's a weird way to put that, but okay, can't pick Dublin or Cork? I can understand Cork, to be fair, but I mean, Dublin, I mean, that's the actual capital, but yeah, so Finley opened up this weird can of worms in WWE for a while that Seamus and then Finn actually kind of like smooth out or over. Seamus is, um, Seamus is legitimately Dublin, isn't he? Yeah, he's from like up the road. Because uh, Becky Lynch, isn't she technically Limerick? Uh, it's complicated, yeah. But no, she's she's like, there's a, both, both counties could lay claim to her. Yeah. Because she definitely, she sounds Dublin. Like her, her yeah. I, I assume, I assume what happens is um, like she was born in Limerick, but reared in Dublin. Now, what's funny about this is, so any of our listeners that aren't in Ireland, are like, oh, these places sound so far away. It's like, no, they don't. They're they're everywhere in Ireland is like, you can walk to it basically yeah. to an extent. But the, but the accent changes every five miles. Yeah, no, the accent is is like crazy. 
Yeah, I was in me, Limerick. Me, me and Dara are currently like an hour away from each other. Oh, if even, if like, even, like if even, yeah, if that's even, that. yeah, because yeah, you're not even, you're technically me, aren't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so yeah. we're, but I, I like, I could hop in the car right now and be at Dara's in about forty-five minutes. <laughs> and the accent is so completely different. Like. <laughs> it's just, it's it is crazy though, and I mean that's that's something that I don't think is like. Um, even in the way with with the Irish invasion of WWE, it's not really reflected because Irish people have to speak a, sp- a specific way to Americans so they don't understand them. You know, so Becky yeah. talks uh, very rarely. You'll hear Becky's actual accent. It'll come out every now and then. Finn's what, is very pronounced. What I find what I find of Becky is she lets her accent out, but she talks very slowly. And yeah, that's true. Compartmentalized so that the crowd can keep up with each word, mm. you know. And it's it's actually something you find uh, McGregor Con- does it as well. Conor McGregor doing, yeah, yeah. Um, I, you have to because Irish people do speak quite fast. And I mean, as you said, I was in Limerick the other day. Uh, well, two or three weeks ago, I, I, I struggled. Generally. Oh, so, I mean, it's it's sure, hard. I moved, I, I hard, moved down to Cork a couple of years ago, and there was a there was an adjustment period. There is an adjustment period, and it's wild. It's 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 one of the things that that um you only really kind of I suppose like it's kind of same everywhere. You know, everywhere has its own kind of like accent. But um, although in in terms of a little bit of news, I read a thing, and I didn't even mean to bring this up in the show, uh, but I read it um online about an hour ago. Apparently. Apparently, Becky, Finn, uh, Seamus, and uh, Demo, the mm. what he used to be called, the Belfast Beast, was it? Belfast or? Beast, yeah. Yeah. Apparently, they have all gotten together and they have petitioned. And I don't know if this is like a, a reaction to All In being in Wembley or whatever, but they have all petitioned WWE to run a stadium show in Ireland. And I mean, the stadium show in Ireland is—I mean, it's Croke Park essentially, isn't it? Like, what else is there? Yeah, I mean, but part of me is like, "Oh, it's amazing," and then the other part is like, "That's never happening." Like, I mean, they couldn't get Katie Taylor in. Yeah, in Croke Park. Do you, you know, do you know what like, the problem is? Do you on. know why they wouldn't fill Croke Park? Why? Irish people are too—we're too nice. We're too—we're uh, too open to traveling elsewhere so yeah. see yeah. see this uh all, all in aw in wembley i guarantee you there'll be thousands of irish listen people to me. there listen to me but right? if you re- but, but wait but there'll be thousands of irish people there but see if if i'm not even talking about like tribally i mean like any wrestling company ran a show in dublin yeah you wouldn't get people traveling from england or europe or no actually that's probably true like it's funny you say it because since, like, I have a lot of, uh, even in the band, like, uh, one of the lads is really into AEW, only likes AEW. Uh, that's, that's it. you, isn't it? <laughs> 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 uh, no, well, he was saying that, like, a lot of people, um, like, there's a gang of them going over for All In. And I'm like... Actually, will you send me his number? Because I'm going over and I... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's uh, Karma. Yeah, but I don't I can't just walk around shouting, Karma! Of course you can. This, you know, you'll see. You're in. You're in. Like you're in London. 
There's only going to be a few of them. London Town. London Town, exactly. But yeah, man, I mean, you're probably right. Like, it's, but what they should do is they should run a live event at the trainer, like a proper live event, and use that as a testing ground, kind of like the way uh, UFC did a couple of years ago. That would, well, that's what they should do. What I've never understood is, I mean, I have understood it's probably because the expense of it, but like rather than doing house shows, like, I've never, why don't they just do a string of like, do a Raw in Dublin, do a Raw in Glasgow, do a Raw in London, do a Raw in Paris, do a, you know, like That'd be do cool. a proper tour. That'd be really cool. Yeah, it's probably, it's probably a case of logistics, really. That's it. I mean, moving, yeah. moving all that stuff from, from place to place is kind of, you know, not impossible, but, and then there's also the very re- real part of it that it's going to be taped. When you're watching a Raw in that that isn't in America or Canada, yeah, it's taped. Yeah, but we're kind of it's kind of advantageous this side of the uh, Atlantic because they're they're five hours ahead, so yeah. you could do it here and tape it, and like you're not really going to get a load of spoilers. And in no, terms it's not of that. The... It's more just it's more just contract contractually. Oh they, yeah, yeah, the live. Yeah, it's a live yeah. thing, you know, and and. Like I never understood why they boxed themselves into that corner because that would be cool. But I think the way around it is to be like, right, we have a taboo Tuesday from Dublin. We have yeah. a cyber, you know, we have a cyber Although, from London, you know. If you are going to give us a pay per view, please don't give us taboo Tuesday. Stop! I would love taboo Tuesday, man. I'd be there if AEW ran taboo Tuesday. I'd be there. Do you know what? Okay, <laughs> fine. If they're going to do taboo Tuesday in Ireland. Grand, but only Irish people are allowed to vote, right? <laughs> and we get to vote for it's not whatever, it's not like a hardcore match and no DQ match. A street fight. No, we get to make up. The, we get to make up the stipulations. <laughs> there you go, WWE. Free content. Free content. You know what? After me saying, you know, we're not going to go on tangents. We went on a mad one. Yeah, yeah, we haven't been done. Sorry. Anyway. Um... See, this is why I hated this match. Because <laughs> it had everything I didn't like. Stupid stipulation. Stupid Mysterio. And Fifth Finley for some reason. Right, well, hold on. So this is this is where we're, we're going to slightly diverge. I kind of like this match. Why? Um, Why did okay, you like it? Okay, it okay. made no sense. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. He puts him in a stretcher and then pushes him over. That's not winning a match. That's stupid. Oh, yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm with you there. I, I uh, like. Uh, oh, I hate you so much. I hate, I hate you so much. <laughs> I'm gonna put you on a stretcher. I didn't really. Oh, I didn't just leave. Well, look, like we've, like this is Shillelagh, what... I'm gonna say this now. If Shillelagh on a pole match would have been better because he used the Shillelagh anyway. But we got a Shillelagh on a pole match because there was <laughs> there was a Shillelagh on a pole and he climbed up a pole and got That's it. That's what I'm like, saying. He got it anyway. It's like surely so, that should have been a disqualification. This is okay. like when this is like you know Taboo Tuesday when he had to pick the chain and the chain won and he picks up the pipe anyway. <laughs> it's like yeah, and there was uh, look, listen. We've done we've done several of these now. Let's let's not go back and torture ourselves by retreading the. No, but I'm like, there's the no consist. Ones. There's no consistency. It's like you know what I think happened. They had a basic. I think they wanted the Shillady on a pole match to win. I think that was the one they're like, lads. I know what they like, stuff on a pole, <laughs> and that man was Vince Russo in disguise. Well, so 
here, let me give you a couple of reasons why I like this. And then, and uh, by the way, like I like this in terms of like it made me laugh. I didn't like this in that it was you know five star match or anything. So, firstly, I like Finlay. I know he's not who he was in WCW, but just seeing Finlay reminds me of the absolute terrifying lunatic he was in WCW, right? Secondly, okay, okay. Secondly, anything on a pole, WCW, as soon as I hear of, as soon as I hear of anything on a pole, like I I instantly get a, WCW PTSD. So, are you just saying you got like a, a hit on nostalgia? I just got a big bang of WCW <laughs> off this whole match. <laughs> so did I. That's why I didn't like it. <laughs> well, this is kind of what I. So, um, uh, so I, I like those two things about it. Uh, the actual match itself, uh, it, it's fairly grand, but Ray busted out a couple of big spots. I legitimately really liked where because, like. Visually, it was brilliant, but also it's actually just quite skillfully done. Where Ray does a six-one-nine, and uh, Finley falls out of the ring and onto the stretcher, and then Ray does a planche like over the top onto the stretcher. I thought that was pretty cool. And then the 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 cherry on the cake of the whole thing was that um, at the finish of the match, Ray throws. Uh, Finlay onto the stretcher mm. and he's gunning hell for leather running for the you know you have to cross this white line and he doesn't realise it but we can see it like if you're watching on telly we can see it that one of the camera cords has wrapped around the wheel and uh, <laughs> he comes to a very abrupt immediate stop about two feet short of the of the finish line and it's just hilarious like it's a very obvious this was not meant to happen mm-hmm. um like finley goes flying off the the stretcher and you can hear ray shouting um effing mother effer <laughs> uh, yeah yeah it's mad but then actually they do because uh, they're two good workers. They do a pretty good, uh, pretty good workaround where um, Finley gets like back dropped onto the stretcher and pushed over the last two feet. But just that bit where Ray is like, "Oh, the match is over." He's delighted with himself. Gonna get a shower, a couple of cheeseburgers, head home, bang the wife, whatever. <laughs> he's like, he's just. His job's nearly done. He's signing out. He's walking towards the the clock out machine, and he cannot see that he cannot see that the the stretcher is wrapped around one of the uh, one of the cords from one of the cameras. It's just hilarious, sorry, and even I, that level of botch is. Sorry, WCW. I just love that you have his whole like sovereignty just like. Because you well. can see it in his eyes. He's just like, ah, job well done, heading home. There you go home and give Tussle Dominic's hair, you know, tell him one day you could be a wrestler, son. <laughs> and he doesn't see that the just inch by inch doom is following him. As... <laughs> so You know what? I, I have a new appreciation for this match. <laughs> Martin, you've sold me on this match. See here's the thing. This is why people listen to this show. They listen to hear your Dulcet tones describe a bad match. 
And then you're like, actually, it was a good match. And it wasn't. It really wasn't. But Martin's description made it sound like it was a good match. There's, so, a, there's a great Reddit page called, um, what is it, like a moments before disaster or second. Oh, an, an attempt was made as a good one. Yeah, an attempt was made, something like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I got off this. It's just Ray gunning for the finish line and that camera wire just getting tauter and tauter as he moved. Uh, look, but the thing about it is, you know, with a match like this, and that's the problem I have with a stretcher match, it wasn't so much with the, because it's basically the same match, as, it's the same similar concept as an ambulance match. Yes. A, a, a last ride, uh, ma- uh, ride match. Basically yeah, anything where... Last year, last week, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like the same kind of thing. The only difference is, a stretcher is by definition something that needs to be taken, you know, with some care. Because, you know, usually there's an injured person on it. And, you know, how many times have you seen people fall off a stretcher? A lot. Yeah, it's, a wobbly, a, mat- it's a wobbly bit of material. It's, it's, the, it's the land version of a canoe. Yeah, it, it's not something I'd look at and go, you know what? We're going to fight on this. It's just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like a silly, a silly way to do this. And look, I, I get what they're trying to do. But I think what they did on the last pay-per-view um, made a lot more sense. Because it's like, look, it's a... Once you're in there, you're kind of in there. You know, you're not going to, you know, going to go from A to B. It's a car, you know. So I, I would say but, that's what it's for Again, I think, okay, I think part of the reason I like this was because this era of WWE, mid-noughties, it's not even that it's particularly bad or anything. Yeah. It's just so goddamn boring. It's very bland. It's, it's very bland. so boring. Everything is bland. Everything is PG. Everything is bored. Like, just the fact that this reminded me of WCW. It had a ridiculous, hilarious botch at the end. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I just okay, okay, fair enough. We'll give you a pass. We'll give you a pass. <laughs> uh, you, you've you've redeemed it in my eyes. The next match was CM Punk as the ECW champion. Now, now before, and I'm sorry to interrupt you there, but before we get into that. There was between these two matches a segment where the Divas announced they were having a oh. Halloween costume contest. Yes, because actually, something to mention: this wasn't in November, which which the last couple of ones were. This was like around Halloween. Yeah, this is like the twenty eighth of October, so it's yeah. fairly close to Halloween. Yeah. Um. So the first Diva, so th- this would go on through the night. They didn't show all the Divas; they just show them two at a time. And it was so yeah, two- it was a it was a contest. It wasn't like they were going to come out in it; they were just wearing. A yeah, they didn't even. Yeah, none of this happened. Actually, there wasn't. So there was there wasn't a single women's match in this show. No. There you go. Right, so yeah, they never come out right, and all that happens is you get some backstage skits about the divas talking about their costumes. So the first one, I can't remember who it is. Um, she's a cat. She's like, wow. Yeah, it's I'm a, uh... I'm a, I'm a kitty cat. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, and you're like, oh god, WWE doing its old sexy divas stuff. God, yep. this isn't this isn't very feminist. This isn't very. And then the next. Um, the next uh, diva comes out and she's in a big fat suit and she goes, Oh, I am a Japanese. Call me a Yokozuna. And I'm like, Oh, my holy Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my 
and stood behind her is a six foot seven white guy going, oh, I'm Mr. Footy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. This is, this, this is what happened. Oh, God, no. This is what happened. This is what happened. Literally, word for word, even in the accent and everything, just for clarity, this is what happened. <laughs> yeah, and she's in a full on big, big fat suit doing the side to side and doing the oh voice like it's just <laughs> literally literally it's that literally it's that I'm, I'm sitting there going ah oh, Finlay and Mysterio ah oh, it was a good bit of crack oh, sure sure I'll give this a chance and then the next thing oh like, oh my god oh my god this is why I stopped watching wrestling <laughs> <laughs> I, and then we got to Punk. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, Dara. But that segment was bookended by Rook coming out and going, "Damn," mm. because yeah. he was horrified by the segment. So he was the audience <laughs> in that whole yeah. segment. Then we had Punk. <laughs> then Punk came out. So, so Punk came out. He had the ECW Championship. Um, disrespecting it, something fierce, throwing it around the place, having a great old time with it. Um, your choice was. Miz, he's, John a, he's like, he's like Hogan. He's like, uh, oh, this title, it's a, it's a trinket. It's like something you'd hang on a Christmas tree. Oh yeah, no, he just, he did not care about that belt at all. And it was, it's disappointing because I mean, he was a good champion with that. I think that was probably one of his best. Like it was a hell of a lot better than his first WWE Championship run, which was horrific. Uh, so, you know, it was what it was. But the Miz would win to everybody's chagrin. Um, again, I don't know why people wanted Miz in this but, match, so, but that's what they got. So this is, yeah, this is one of the questions I had for you. What okay. in the goddamn hell happened here? Because uh, pe- people are stupid. People, because uh, Punk and Morrison could have <laughs> yeah. had a class match. Would have had a class P- match. It would have been probably match of the night. Punk and Viscera could have had a hilarious match, but they opted for the blandest, dullest, yeah. Yeah. most middle of the road option. Yeah. And the worst thing is that even at this stage, and like he's he's no he's no Bret Hart, he's no Mister Perfect today. But at this stage, Miz was green as grass. Like, yeah, and he was in there with with Punk, who Wild can have great matches. He never once had a good match with the Miz. Not even a not even a bad match. It just wasn't a. It was as you said, it was like white rice on it its was, own. Yeah, it was it was a a raw. Two and a half stars. When is this going to end? So we could like, and not when is it going to end? Because it's so bad, but uh, just so dull. Yeah, it was. And, and look, we've said it before. Give us a great match or a terrible match, because then we can make fun of the terrible match. We there's nothing to say about this. The ending was pretty yep. cool. Going into GTS, Punk was, you know, healthy. He looked like he wanted to be there. Uh, he wasn't doing the, the Walmart stick. Um, he, he wasn't, you know, allegedly biting people. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was great, you know. Um, it's great to see him. But well, well, here's the thing: is like I was really because this is um, ever since we've started doing this, I think this is the first show we've done for me uh, that Punka showed up on. Yeah, and. Man, this was disappointing. Yeah. Like, because he's such, like, like you say, right? Oh, he wasn't doing the Walmart stick. He wasn't biting people. He wasn't, but like, allegedly. you can accuse, you allegedly. Can accuse, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
you can accuse Punk of a lot of stuff, but you can never accuse him of being boring. You know, yeah. like he's always, you know, whether he's just randomly showing up to Raw or Impact or whenever he's signed to AEW or like he, he's always interesting. Yeah. My God, was this a letdown to be the first time you see Punk and it to be just the most, the bland, like you say, white rice is the perfect, perfect word for just... This was a nothing wrestling. This was a wrestling match two lads would have in a training school. Yeah. Show the new fellas how, how to, to wrestle. do a wrestling match. Yeah. No, that's exactly. And that what makes it was. sense because Miz was like, what was he wrestling two years at this stage? Yeah, but properly, like probably a year and a half. You know, like. But the I mean, you're right. Is, but you're right. Oh, sorry, mean, no, sorry. No, you're you're spot on. Like it was. It's disappointing. Like Punk because. <sighs> Punk was obviously carrying the match. He was probably the one putting it together. Um, and it wasn't bad. It just... Nobody... Well, obviously, somebody wanted to see the Miz. But I think the options here could have been better. They should have booked Morrison and Punk and Dennis well, this Situation. Is, this, that is been a tell, this is how you can tell this is the era where WWE is moving from, like... Uh, diehards and smarks and that into the casual audience and particularly with the PG era into the children's audience because kids are all up for the Miz because he wears his jangly trousers and a backwards hat but like wrestling fans would be like give us Morrison because that'll be a good match or give us Viscera because someone will die and it'll be hilarious (laughs) see the, the mistake Punk made was not tagging with Viscera yeah, should have done it. <laughs> yeah. He's a viscera. You're straight edge, aren't you? No, man. I drink whiskey. No, no. You're straight edge, viscera. You're my straight best ed- friend, viscera. Wh- whiskey's allowed. You're allowed whiskey in the straight edge community. <laughs> smack. You do smack. Totally allowed. Yeah, we're full on for smack in the straight edge community. You're you're in my group. <laughs> Once you never leave the group, and we never have to wrestle. Just never. <laughs> but uh. So the other thing I wanted to talk about with this match was, um, my God, what did WWE do to ECW? Oh, yeah. Let it die. Oh, yeah. Don't let it be this. Don't let it be CM Punk and The Miz having a, like a a two and a half star wrestling bout. You see, what happened? This is not ECW. We'll see at let, this. Let po- it die. We'll see at this point. It would morph into NXT and then become good NXT. So basically, ECW had become not ECW, but this yeah. weird midpoint where they needed a feeder show that wasn't FCW, and they kind of got it with ECW before it became NXT. Like, why didn't WWE go? Okay, we've bought this brand. It is separate from WWE. So we can keep our PG rating. Like, we can keep that. But we can put this... Because it was even on a different channel. From, actually, like, Raw and, and SmackDown. Actually, so, are you aware that Vince won the ECW Championship at some point? Oh, yeah, yeah. With the do-rag on him. Yeah, so this was after that. But, so... But I mean, like, even from, like, a business point of view, why not... You have this brand... It's separate from WWE. You're not going to lose uh, investors. You're not going to lose advertisers. Mm. Have your ECW and put it on it because it was already on a different channel. Put it on a different channel 
and let them do the extreme stuff. Let it be an over 18s show. Let it be what like mainstream WWE can't be. But why they bought it and then just made it a blander WWE? I just, I don't know. They had to. They had to, you know, they needed it. Um, they shouldn't have done it with ECW. It just kind of fell into their lap. Um, I think they, they, the eventual end goal came out um, and it, it became NXT, which is what they always wanted. ECW, you know, I think everybody got, everybody got disappoint, disappointed with that deal. Because um, obviously the ECW fans were like, oh my God, ECW, great. One night stand, brilliant. WWE fans got not WWE and WWE in general got something which, you know, even by Paul Heyman's words was passe at that point, you know, that's why Ring of Honor, you know, was, was genuinely the, the follow up from ECW rather than anything else. Um, I don't know what to say about this man. I mean, look, it it, it reminds me a lot. It, it strikes me as a, as a Vince decision. It was a Vince decision. Um, it absolutely was. Yeah. Because, like, uh, I know Shane McMahon, even like, behind, like not the character, even behind the scenes, had talked about having ECW be um, just be an online show. Like, not even put it on telly, just have it online and let them let them be ECW. But, but, I, but then I, Shane had also said, UFC is $5 million. Buy it. And Vince didn't listen to him, so. But I will be honest with you. Once you accept what happened to ECW, from a bit from around Punk's reign on, well, no, sorry, the Punk reign, and then there's a bit of a dark period. Once Matt Hardy picks the belt up, it's actually very good, and it gets very good up until NXT shows up. NXT, obviously, the first couple of seasons okay, are terrible. Is very, is it very good? But is it? Is it ECW? Oh, no. <laughs> no, See, it's not. This, this, no, is what, it's not. Is, this is what I mean. Is like I don't understand why they had they had an opportunity to connect with a different audience, a different brand. Like, it wouldn't have been, you know, the two, three million people who are tuning in to Raw and SmackDown. But it would have been a different audience that you could have had, and you well, had the brand have, anyway. Have you seen, and we'll end, we'll end on this uh, for okay. the radio, for the radio listeners. Have you seen... So, t- sorry, TNA did exactly what you said, right? They, they did they did that exact thing. And it ended up with Hardcore Justice, 2010. One of the single worst shows of all time. <laughs> and you know what we're going to do? We're going to watch that show next week. That's Hardcore what we're covering Justice. next week. We're going to watch Hardcore Justice 2010, where all the outfits come out, and they have one of the worst matches you will ever see. Um, and we're going to watch it next week. Our first TNA show is going to be Hardcore Justice 2010, and you're going to see what happens when they revive ECW. <laughs> I'm hyped. I'm hyped. Yeah. So there you go, folks. We're gonna we're gonna tease that now for next week. Um, yeah, it's oh, it's something else. All right. Looking looking back at this, it's I, I oh. <laughs> Folks, if you haven't seen this show, find a way to watch Hardcore Justice 2010. Also referred to as Hardcore Justice The Last Stand. Exactly what Martin just said. Bringing back ECW. It has all the lads. 
the attendance is 1,100 people. Whoa, good, yeah. good for ECW. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Martin, is there anything you want to plug before we, we uh, get out here on the, the radio? Nah, I just want to say that the fine people of Dublin, like, really appreciate that you're supporting local radio and all that. But uh, you got to get online because as soon as Dara hits that button to tell me that we're off the radio and on the website, I am just going to unleash some, some, some nonsense. <laughs> and that's why you check it out. So go over to nerdtoknowmedia.com, therestingrewind.com. Um, all the links are there. You can find us on uh, Spotify, iTunes, all that good stuff. And of course, over on the True Pain channel, we'll be back here next week to talk about Hardcore Justice 2010. You do not want to miss that show, ladies and gentlemen. So go over, get the rest of the podcast. See you next week. Yep. You have nothing else to do on a Saturday? Do you like nerd things? Now check out Nerd to Know Basis here on Phoenix 92.5 FM, 5pm to 6pm, and then head over to nerdtoknowmedia.com for all of our shows as part of the Nerd to Know Media radio network. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production. Alright everybody, what's up? That was a fucking Sinkara bot. Um... You were watching with someone Sinkara, weren't you? Yes, oh yeah. Oh, my. I saw the, the different variations and the... And the, the I, I was actually really impressed when he would jump into the ring until I found out that there's a wee, uh, there's a wee trampoline. And that they always record with voice. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, folks, welcome back to uh, the Wrestling Rewind. Martin, you have no idea what you're in for, sir. Uh, I, I swear, one of the funniest podcasts ever <laughs> is WrestleView's coverage of Hardcore Justice 2010. It is the funniest podcast I've ever heard. I don't know where it is on the internet. I haven't got rights, so I can't put it up on the feed. But uh, if if anyone on WrestleView is listening, um, please post that somewhere because it's absolutely hilarious. And um, yeah, they cover it in... In, in real time. So we're going to do it. And man, I, I can't even put into words well, how bad I'm, it is. I'm genuinely looking forward to that. But I also have to say, in terms of a sort of spooky synergy, for the second week in a row, I'm starting the um, the online version of the podcast with the same two words. Cute whore. Hornswoggle should have been called the cute whore. <laughs> or Schlivine. Or Schlivine, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or any of the million actual words we have for an untrustworthy person. Exactly. But, yeah. They're called politicians. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they should have done? They should have made them like Bertie Ahern. Like mini yeah. Bertie Ahern. You know? Yeah, what would you call a mini Bertie Ahern? I don't know. But I mean, that would have been funny. Nobody would have got it except for like people in Ireland, but. Yeah, but we we really would have like it would have been front page news. Oh, absolutely! You know? like, it's like, we really would have appreciated it. Yeah, it would have been hilarious. You know, uh, I think they probably could have got Bertie over to like endorse it as well. Like so. Oh yeah, sure. He if you pay him enough, he'd 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, so yeah, and this is this is the quality content that you get as soon as we're off the radio because oh this is this is yeah. this is what your X Pac Euros are going towards. <laughs> <laughs> so after the 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 luscious meal of white rice that CM Punk and Miz provided, we had uh, another segment with the ladies. Oh no, this one wasn't quite as bad, right? No, so, it wasn't. Mickey James comes out and she's all. She's got herself now. I'm gonna kick myself here because I can't remember the the actual term for it. Uh, but it's basically it's Native American version of the boron, right? And Mickey James is tapping it, and she's got her wee like a uh, Pocahontas skirt on her, and it's cut up the side and so. Ooh, I'm a sexy Indian. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, like we've gone from <laughs> oh today. But, but, I looked it up, and it turns out Mickey James is part uh, Pakta. I don't. Know, I'm probably not pronouncing that right. Right, but she is part Native American tribe. Right. But I don't know if that makes it better or worse. But, but, what do you think? I don't, is that is that better or worse? I I don't know. I think it's on the same level as Finley's whole thing. Actually, yeah, that that's a good yeah, that's a good comparison. I think I think it's on yeah, I think it's like a, a similar thing as Finley because like yeah, you, you just know, roll your eyes and you just exactly move you're on, like oh you're you you're know. paying me anyway that's okay yeah. you know uh, yeah that's 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 fair although what I, <laughs> what I thought was hilarious was uh so this was uh, this is before I found out that Mickey James is part Native American. So Mickey James comes out and she's all, oh, I'm sexy Pocahontas. Um, and then the next uh, diva who's taken part in the competition is Tori. And she's like, she's dressed up as an American footballer. And she's like, hi, I'm Tori. And I'm with the Redskins. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. <laughs> well, the Redskins were the team in... Well, yeah, but uh, was there not a whole thing recently yeah. where they had to change their name? And... Yeah, man, but this was like nearly twenty years ago. Like, <laughs> oh, I know, but I'm but I'm watching it today. Uh, you wanted them. To, you wanted man, them I w- to. I wish I was. Believe me, if 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 I could make it twenty years ago, I'd do it in a heartbeat. But we're stuck here. We're here in twenty twenty three, and we we're we're stuck with each other, Dara. <laughs> So we had Kennedy come out and defeat Hardy in actually what was a very good match. It was just a weird match because Hardy obviously was super over at this point, like really, really, really crazy over. Yeah. Kennedy kind of needed the win to like cement himself as like a rising star. So they made the right decision. And this match was obviously booked on the fly because Shawn Michaels won. Um, And you know what? I think... It was the better match. I don't particularly want to see Kennedy versus Sean or Jeff versus Sean. I actually really want... I didn't even realize I wanted to see Mr. Kennedy versus Jeff Hardy until I saw it. And then I was like, actually, this is great. So it's the strongest match of the night, really, to be honest with you, um, in a lot of ways. Um, Just a weird match. Yeah. I, th- I think the I think the main event was was the better match. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, but... It, I, like, actually, I actually kind of agree with you. Yeah, I... I enjoyed this. I liked um I liked kind of catching up on the Jeff Hardy singles run. 
I liked uh, seeing a bit of who Kennedy was before the before the disaster. Um, what I really liked was the finish. So, like, I get that people have finished moves and uh, like signature moves and all that, but it does make wrestling very predictable. I really love like it really annoys me when wrestlers come up with a really cool intricate in intricate in, intricate or unusual or original like um sequence of events yeah like, with the reversal or whatever and it goes for a pin and i'm like man that should be the finish because not everything should end with the finish and move because then it's just yeah then it's formulaic yep so i really actually liked this finish where Jeff, well, I was just about to call him Jeffrey. <laughs> Jeffrey Nero Hardy. Jeffrey Hardy. <laughs> Jeffrey Nero Willow Hardy. <laughs> where, uh, where Jeff went for that um, that uh, sort of uh, turnbuckle drop, drop kick he does and missed it. And it actually kind of makes sense that that would be a finish because that's not just falling from the top rope. That's kind of slingshotting yourself into the ground. I really appreciated like I genuinely liked that that was the finish mm. no absolutely and the fact that he was able to or Kennedy was able to um, go in and not undo it but kind of get in front of it really was like was very good yeah. it was very very good and and, and, and it's going to become an issue uh, as we get later into the show but Man, a, a clean win. Like, uh, wasn't screwy. He didn't cheat. No. There was no question over it. Jeff Hardy went for a move, and Kennedy was the better wrestler, moved out of the way, and capitalized on it. Like, yeah. So he went, no, it, so he it, went it, fights. It was absolutely a, a clean win, and it's one that Kennedy needed uh, more than Hardy. You know, Hardy had a one here. There was nothing on the line. Hardy was a star anyway. Um, this is how oh, yeah, you build. Like... This is how you build. You build stars with like proper wins. Um, then we had another segment with the ladies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> these were the best segments of the night. They really were. And it's funny. Like I didn't realize that only when you said it. I didn't realize that the women actually weren't on the show at all. But sprinkling them through um, the entire night was probably a better way to do it. And makes th- makes you think women were on the show. Yes, without yeah. actually them being on the show. So there was a fun segment actually before the women went on where you saw Michael Cole voting on like an old school MacBook. And what was <laughs> weird about it was he was actually online on the website voting. And I'm like, you know what? Well done, lads. I appreciate that. So I appreciate it. It's not like a... Have you seen that music video with Kelly Rowland? Yeah, I posted it on my Facebook. That's where you saw it. Is that where I saw it? Hey, talk about a circle. So I'm referencing something to you that you posted. And that you saw on my Facebook wall. <laughs> I saw in your... So yeah, so for anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, um, so Kelly Rowland, who was in whatever Beyonce's group was called. Destiny uh, Child. Oh, Destiny. Oh, God, yeah, Destiny Child. That's what we're called. So whenever they all went off into their singles, Ke- Kelly Rowland released the... Uh, this single and in the video for it she's texting her man but uh but 
obviously like we weren't we weren't as uh, technologically adept back then <laughs> as we are now and the camera is recording her te- type on the phone not into messages not even into word it's microsoft excel yeah. <laughs> you can see the boxes and she's like oh, why won't my man respond <laughs> Probably because he's not an accumulated list of numbers. That's, and ma- that's and probably her, why. And the best part is her man is Nelly. Nelly. <laughs> oh, God. Do you remember Nelly? Oh, God. I love it. I love it so much. So, yeah, <laughs> they actually decided to go, you know what? We'll actually just vote on this. And Michael Cole does it. And and, and uh, JBL's all upset because he's like, oh, vote for me. I need, you know, I need to, to be the ref later on. <laughs> So it then cuts to the women and we have Undertaker's wife eating an apple. Now, hold on. I have a note here. Go on. Has Michelle McCool before this ever eaten an apple? Ever eaten an apple. No, that's what I said too. Never. This woman. (laughs) Did you ever see that? Did you ever see that episode of uh, The Office where they make, um, what what do you call the heavy guy? Oh, I can't remember. Whatever it is. But he loses a bet and he has to eat a broccoli. And he starts eating the broccoli from the arse end. Yeah. And, and <laughs> everybody goes, what, what are you doing? He goes, this is a new food for me. I don't know how to eat it. That is exactly what Michelle McCool is doing with an apple. This woman has never eaten an apple. The disgust what? in her face when she's eating it too. That's what got and me. And also, I, like, I, think she, nice. I think she mostly lives on like wine and smoothies because she doesn't look like she has ever chewed yeah she, she's it looks the like she weirdest was... she looked, she's doing like cartoon chewing like, <laughs> she was struggling this, a great deal to, to this is that, what or... this is what chewing is <laughs> the most bizarre thing i was going to say the most bizarre thing but we've already seen oh so <laughs> who knows I think Layla is next in her little showgirl outfit. I don't know who that. I think it is Layla. Um, she she was nice and not offensive. Yeah, yeah, and it was like. But here's the thing: that it was totally objectifying. Absolutely, just divas aren't wrestlers; they're just sexy bits of meat, right? <laughs> but the fact that it had come after all this, you were just like, oh, thank God! Here's Layla, just. <laughs> The same today. A nice normal. Yeah, you know, yeah. She's not trying to lick an apple. She's not doing. She's not doing ethnic accents. Like, folks, we don't share (laughs) notes beforehand. I have no idea what Martin's going to say, and I literally have the exact same thing. So I feel so justified. I feel so vindicated that you picked up on the apple thing as well. Oh my god. What in the name of God was that about? It's like she's disgusted by it. Like she's like, what is this food? Oh my god. Uh you think <laughs> or maybe she just eats it like the way I eat an apple with a knife. You know, we cut bits off. She's got a big mouth. I bet you I bet you she just swallows them whole. And she's <laughs> like, no, nah, you gotta do a sexy bite. And she's like why would I bite an apple? You just swallow an apple. And Vince's like, no, you got to do a sexy bite. And she's like, I don't, I don't know how to bite an apple. <laughs> I think if you had given her a knife, though, that would have been weirder. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, there are very few situations where you can add a knife and it's less weird. 
But I mean, eating an apple with a knife makes more sense because then you don't have to bite it. You can just like cut bits off. Yeah, but do you know what? I don't trust her. So yeah. if she can't be trusted to chew an apple, she can't be trusted. Like God knows if you gave her an apple, you have to eat the knife with an apple. God knows what she would have done. That's fair. Everybody eats you the know? knife. What happened yeah. to the knife? <laughs> pokes the pokes the knife up the arse of the apple and then like bites it from the top or something. Like who knows what this, this maniac would do. <laughs> Speaking of maniacs, no. there's the weirdest Mick Foley promo I've seen in a while where he's like being a ref to two stand-ins of The Undertaker and Batista. And it's like, Mick, we know you've been the referee. We've saw you. All you had to do was just go, look, I, I was ref at WrestleMania. He had an entire story arc in 1999 where he just refed matches. What? Ha, ha, it's so bizarre that he went from like the hardcore legend to really being into refereeing. Like, do you remember the 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 1999 Raw arc we did? Mm. It's just he's so fucking hard for referee and all he wants to be I don't know if he gets off on stripes or something but all he wants to be is a referee maybe he just likes being a referee man um w- well one of the things I found out about this uh, particular match was that JBL was not even supposed to be in the vote so obviously the new Austin was going to win the so that for anyone who's listening there was a vote uh, who should be the referee in the main event? Or was it the main event or was it the world title match? I can't remember. Was it the Orton-Michaels match? Or was it the uh, Batista-Undertaker match? Batista-Undertaker. Right, right. So it was who should be the referee in the main event? And it was Austin, Mick Foley, or JBL. Right, that was the vote. But what that was actually supposed to be originally was Austin, Mick Foley, and Roddy Piper. Mm. And Vince and Roddy Piper had a massive fallout over money. Oh, okay. Which you think Roddy Piper, and, and absolutely love Roddy Piper to bits, but 2007, you think Roddy, Roddy'd be taking whatever was given to him. You know? yeah. uh, although... Let's not forget that at Cyber Sunday 2006, he won the world title in his pants. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. So, but yeah, apparently that was a big fallout. And then they just had to stick JBL in at the end. Well, there's a bit of, this is, what, this is what you pay your X-Pac Euro for. Folks. It is quality, so, quality background, uh, so that, background to everything. So that we can regurgitate stuff to you that we heard on other podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> we're like the Reader's Digest, the podcast. But we are the Reader's, It's except it's already been digested. We're like the Reader's human centipede of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> so the next match was uh, Montel, uh, Montavious Porter. US champion and tag team champion at this point. Here, I, were you able to find out if Maharty was actually injured? Or, because I oh, mean, yeah. that looked manky. So it was a genuine injury, but uh, they did make up around it. So, okay. like, they made it look worse than it was, but legitimately, he had been told that uh, um, they asked if he could wrestle, and his doctor 
told WWE officials that um, his stitches are still far too fresh. So right. that even like um, like even just simple bumping, if if he changed his facial expressions too much, oh it could God. cause the it could cause the stitches to to come loose. Wow. Okay. And do you think uh, uh, Joey Mercury was sitting there going, ah, vengeance? <laughs> do you know what? Yes. Yes, I do. He's <laughs> like, ah. I think Joey Mercury was delighted with this <laughs> turn, like, gotcha. turn of events. Because that's what I was thinking. I was like, wow, this is spooky. Not only do we have like a discount Amlins match, but we have a uh, we have a our, uh, hearse match but we have a discount injury from the same pay-per-view and then in this match they reference the Inferno match that when MVP was put on fire so it's like wow yeah. although I do think there is a difference between um, Matt Hardy needing a couple of stitches over his black eye and Joey Mercury having his face caved in <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I mean it's still kind of weird that that just kind of happened you know um can i say right greg kelly worst of all time um uh, genuinely genuinely is uh, i mean i'd i'd mostly agree with you i just think if we get to the finals the absolute finals of the worst of all time it's between him and giant gonzalez oh fair fair see i think it's because it's the same problem and they're probably interchangeable as well um oh, yeah. the only bit the only bit is greg kelly was a world champion at one point he was, yeah. But anyway, so Kane wins this. That's 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 a true and terrible thing that you have said. It is. It really is. <laughs> uh, and it shows you how bleak this timeline actually was. So look, um, Kane wins. Oh God, this match was crap. And they have and they have an atrocious match. Um, but you know, whoever wins, uh, nobody. We all lose. And indeed, it was a countout. So while Kane yeah, won, he did, yeah, was not a US champion at the end of it. Yeah, so I don't, I don't think we mentioned at the start that this was a US title match. We didn't. Right, so it's a US title match. And do you know what? Fair. Okay. You get one screwy finish a pay-per-view. Mm. But a big problem with this pay-per-view is that we have now... This was the start of a series of screwy finishes that just made this whole thing feel very, very, very B level. Like it's like you're watching this going, uh, nobody's really winning or losing, no titles are changing. This is a this is a content filler pay-per-view. This isn't really a storytelling pay-per-view. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I have a correction to make. Layla, Layla's in the next segment. I think uh, someone else, Gillian Hall, could have been in the last segment. I don't really know. Um, it could have, yeah, it could have been Brooke. I don't know, but it, yeah, it wasn't Layla. She's in the next segment. Um, well, so I look, do know that in the next segment, uh, Kelly Kelly was in this. Kelly Kelly was. So hold on, and she get, was. Uh... <laughs> hold on, before we get to that, hold on. Oh, sorry, to, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Y2J's. Uh, second coming promo play, played, and that was awesome. Oh, is that, that was, who the yeah. Save Us point yeah. two two? Oh. Yeah, yeah. It eventually would be Jericho in like two weeks after it. So that was cool. I remember that that would start Jericho's like infamous short hair heel run, which was class. 
So yeah. yeah, so that's who that was. Right. That's pretty cool. So Layla comes out. Uh, yeah, Layla comes out and she dresses as a, as a cop. But I'm gonna gonna give you the the floor here. Go on. And then it's well, Kelly Kelly. Then Kelly Kelly comes out, and Kelly Kelly is dressed very much as a pimp. Yes. Kelly Kelly is dressed as a person whose profession is the management, if not ownership, of prostitutes. <laughs> but in the new PG era, you're not allowed to say that. So Kelly Kelly, dressed head to toe as a pimp, goes, I'm a gangster. <laughs> no gangster has ever dressed like that. Even as a joke. <laughs> Even as a joke. You are dressed as a pimp, but you're not allowed to say a pimp. And also, where is the godfather these days? <laughs> <laughs> like, like what would they do with the godfather you know 2007 let's say he comes back what do they do with the godfather but she well, is like no mistake this is a full-on pimp <laughs> this is not a gangster i've you know <laughs> like I've, I've seen the wire i know what a gangster looks like <laughs> This person, <laughs> this person is a a proprietor of prostitutes. Yes, that's that's what that that's what that uh, entails. Yeah. So the the next match we have is the 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 championship match for the WWE title. It is Shawn Michaels defeats Randy Orton by disqualification. Ah, so your so your champion is still Randall Keith. Orton by nutshot. Yeah. So, I mean, like my my views on this probably aren't going to be, um, like purely academic because I really don't like Randy Orton. I find him mm. the most boring wrestler, and I really don't like Shawn Michaels because he screwed Bret Hart. So, so here's one for you. Here's one for you. Here's one for you. I agree with you. The question I have is, on a world championship, what what I think they should have done with the world title, right? No disqualifications all the time. Ooh. Why is that a thing? Why is that a thing? Well, that's, I don't know if I agree or disagree with that, but it's a it's an interesting subject. Yeah, because the thing about it is, it's like, yeah, it gets them out of the hole of you know doing a match in it, but it's like when it's that important. Surely, what stopping the champion from just being like, huh? No do, you what I, do you know what? I'd, I'd, I'd compromise. I wouldn't say no DQ. What I would say is the title changes hands on a DQ. Ah, so yeah, then yeah, you have a, yeah. Then you have yeah. a, an incentive not to cheat. Exactly. But, uh, There's no incentive. I mean, if look, if I was the champion in a real world situation, I'd be like, <laughs> oh, bye. Yeah. Yeah, every you... time. Every time. You know? Come out every time. The bell rings and you just shoot the guy in the leg. Or just bait bait the ref, like you know, it's there's no, yeah, just bait the ref, yeah, whatever. You know, like get creative with it. You know, bell rings, just pull your trousers down and start pissing, start pissing (laughs) in the ring, pissing everywhere. Like, just the referee, oh, this is this is over, this is we're done with this, you know. Okay, so look, the match itself wasn't great, but I need to get to the next segment, okay, because the next segment is. Fucking gas. Right. So, so we, 
Sorry. Okay. I don't even know where to be. Okay. Sorry. You go for a man. It's I'm. Well, I'm, I, I, I'm well, the, too. Well, the first the first thing I noticed was um, the snake was real. Well, yeah, the snake was real, <laughs> but she came out. Brooke came out as Jungle Girl, and that yes. had me thinking about Jungle Boy. But that had me thinking about Jungle Boy's actual girlfriend, Anna Jaya. And uh, Anna Jaya had a match this week on Dynamite um, in her new gear. And if her old gear didn't accentuate her ample peach enough, other Jesus, this is... Uh, I almost almost felt like I had to... Shouldn't you be at the gym and you're like, you're in the bench or whatever and then, and then uh, a girl comes in front of you and decides she's going to do squats in her Lululemons and you're like alright well I guess I'm I guess I'm benching looking at a weird 180 degree angle you know for the next 10 minutes <laughs> that, that's kind of how I felt watching this I was, I was looking at this going I don't know if I should be looking at this you know I do. Um, no, that's fair that's fair but and then we on. moved on to p- passing over to yourself here because I, I think I know what you're going to reference. It was Gillian Hall. Yep, and her gimmick. It was it was Gillian Hall, and it was all of Gillian Hall. Yeah. So she's holding two babies for some reason, two dolls. Uh, <laughs> she drops one of them, but her gimmick at this point is she's supposed to be a parody of. Um, Hulk Hogan's actual daughter. Oh, Brooke I thought Hogan. it was a Britney Spears nope. thing. No, it's a parody of Brooke Hogan. Did, did Brooke Hogan drop a baby? No, but she was a singer. She's supposed oh. to be Britney Spears, but that that would become her gimmick. Did Britney um, Spears drop a baby? The only the only person I know who dropped a baby was Michael Jackson. He nearly dropped the baby. And actually, also, I dropped a baby. But um, it was never my. I was only uh, three years old, and my mother, my mother brought me brother home, newborn right. from the hospital, and I lifted him out of the basket and carried him into the sitting room, and then dropped him. <laughs> oh no! That explains. Oh explains, no! Explains a lot about Paul these days. <laughs> so we got the. So we got. I think our first appearance of Jerry the King and Jr. Now we have to say that um, what's her name, Brooke. Yeah. Okay. Now, if I, this is not a push-up bra, this is an anti-gravity bra she's wearing. The, the her it, whatever she's wearing, this her breasts are about two inches from being her shoulders. Now this is Gillian Hall. G- Gillian Hall, yeah. So her, her her breasts are about two inches from being her shoulders. <laughs> Yes, this. like they're they're very pronounced. She she doesn't really look. It doesn't look natural in any way. No, it looks like a, she has a huge arch in yeah. her chest. Yeah, <laughs> it does. But then we get we get one line from Jerry. I think it's like in his contract, he has to put at least one. So Martin, I'm going to let you do the honors of the line. I gotta say, Jerry, and I gotta say, Jr. I think this is the breast competition I've ever seen. It's doing all kind of things to my hard drive. Oh my god! <laughs> but you know what I really it appreciate? Doesn't even it? make any sense. No, but it, that's that's the thing with like porny innuendo. Like it never has to make any sense. You know, it's like, 
Ooh, um, I'd love to right-click and save file on you. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, he but, had, he, so he had to control himself. I think this is the only match that these lads do commentary for, which was kind of a little others, bit disappointing. Yeah, so this is um, this is the first Cyber Sunday where it's not brand exclusive, so it's both Raw and SmackDown, and they jump yep. between the two commentaries. three comment commentary teams, yeah, or the three, three commentary teams. That's yeah. right. I think maybe there is one other one other Raw match, maybe. But um, what what I really appreciate about this was so King's doing his whole thing now. He's doing his whole PG version of his thing. He's not like really getting into it. You know, he yeah. accidentally said breast wall. But but that's all he's doing. But when it comes to JR, JR's like, that's the worst piece of crap I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> JR just hates it. Do the other way sometimes when JR's commentating on Dynamite yep. and you have like a like maybe a real lucha match, like lots yep. of bouncing and lipping out the ring, and and you can tell he's looking just going, "This isn't goddamn wrestling." <laughs> well, Bill Watts wouldn't think much of this, you know. <laughs> like you can tell where he's just really not impressed. He's just looking, at, and Jr. a man who 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 likes himself some some nubile divas, uh, but even he is like this biggest load of shit I've ever seen. <laughs> And you can tell, like it's blatantly obvious. He's just like, I hate this. Please, just no. Uh, but, but you know what? Fair play to Jerry. He managed to get in there. He controlled himself. You know, mm. he can. This kind of Jerry, the King Lawler, you know, could work in in modern day. Oh yeah, you could barely even see his chub. Like, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, compared to what he was like in the oh, good old yeah. days, but like, like. Like like Wiley Coyote banging his crown on the on the counter. <laughs> puppies, puppies, full on cartoon like. but not even like a PG like like a like a weird like X-rated cartoon like Jr. I have an erection. Jr. <laughs> My penis is full of blood and is very hard. Jr. Look at this. Look at this. <laughs> oh man oh man the good old days huh the good old... <laughs> <laughs> yeah here's the thing my question i suppose is do you think mark madden would be would be able to would be able to make that transition over no i think mark madden would have um sure, not a, sorry yeah 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 do you want an artificial intelligence um, gets to a level of intelligence where it can kind of understand the inherent contradictions and things and it, it gets itself into a loop and it can't mm. basically can't compute um, right. I think Mark Madden would have been told by Vince McMahon Mark, love what you're doing you're obviously a big name we want you to be part of the show now, we love your shtick but we need you to tone down the rapey vibes. We need, you to sound, <laughs> we need you to sound less rapey, right? But also, in addition to you sounding less rapey, what we're going to do is we're going to march out loads of divas here. 
And we're going to treat them like absolute pieces of meat. Like, I'm just going to be shaking them in front of you. And they're going to be, some of them's going to be doing weird <laughs> racist Japanese voices. Some of them are going to be calling themselves gangsters when they're really pimps. You know, but, but I'm going to be basically shaking their arses right in front of your face. But I need you to be less rapey. Okay. And I think what would have happened, Mark Madden, is he would have, for about 20 minutes, he would have said nothing. And then you would have just heard the screams of JR as Mark Madden leapt on the commentator's table and started furiously masturbating in front of 20,000 people. <laughs> That's what I think would have happened. And I, I don't say that out of any, like, I'm not trying to be funny. I've done a scientific analysis of it. And I think Mark Madden's mental breakdown would have resulted in public masturbation. The character. Not the man. The character. <laughs> Just so we're clear. The character, yeah. The character. The character's hand would have been jacking off <laughs> the character's penis in front of 20,000 people who were looking at the character's cum shoot all over <laughs> JR's hat. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Okay. This is why we're not on the radio. <laughs> so the next match. <laughs> Triple H. Defeated Umaga in a street fight in about 18 minutes. Kome this event. is quite this is quite good. It was good. Umaga was very good. You forget that how good Umaga actually was. Why didn't they do more with Umaga? He's dead. He's dead? Yeah. <laughs> He's dead. Sorry, I don't mean to laugh, but yeah. Jesus. He died like two years later. But before he was dead, I mean, obviously, don't push him when he's dead. But before he was dead, why didn't they do more? Like, this character was badass. They did. He had a really good feud. He had a really good champion, or he had a really good feud with um with Hardy. Had a pretty good feud with um Punk. Was uh was Trump's? Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Was 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 Vince's representative? Was Vince's representative? Bobby Lashley was Trump's. Um, and he did. He won. He won a couple of championships. Like the he was the IC champion for a while, but he never won like the WWE belt or anything like that. Jesus, how how did he die? Uh, I will find this out. He was found unconscious, blood coming from his nose, heart attack. Oh, I thought you were going to say Mark Madden got a hold of him. <laughs> no, no, no. It was uh, drugs were found in the system, and uh, he died of both heart and liver disease from oh, well, repeated that's, drugs. That's sad. I mean, it's not as depressing as last week. Do you remember we? Oh yeah. Stumbled into a whole, a whole terrible, thing. terrible death thing last week. But it's still terrible and, and a great wrestler, great character, and I'm sure he was a lovely person. Like, so, yeah. Well, there we go. And yeah, I mean, look, he was a great match. He was a great, great in any matches he was in. Genuinely, right? I mean, oh, any yeah. Maga match, you're like, well, and he, he, he's put over as a legit killer, terrifying monster, like legit. Here's what's interesting. He apparently, before he died, he was supposed to come back in 2010. But he died in uh, 2009, so. Uh, in December. Uh, it's like we were talking about last week, like that whole. That whole um, culture of wrestlers dying young, and it was yeah. just accepted for decades like for yeah. decades it was just accepted that if you're a wrestler you died in your 50s like it was just he was 30 if you were lucky yeah if you were he was lucky. 36 
if you were lucky, you died in your fifties. Yeah. So um, look, it, it definitely is a massive shame. Uh, he's actually in the new w, uh, WWE 2K game as a DLC character. So I think what's going to happen is um, he's is he probably, in the Hall of Fame at all, or uh, he's not in the Hall of Fame, but his nephew is Solo Sakota. Oh yeah, so he's the doing the he's uh, doing the same finishing move. Correct. But, the yeah. the solo spike is basically the whatever a maga called spike. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's quite nice. Yeah. So that's you know I mean he's still there in spirit, but uh, man, it's it is disappointing. And like when you see him have a match with Triple H, um, and have such a really good match with Triple H. Good street match. fight. Yeah, it's a very good match. Uh, street fight is kind of hard to do for like this period of time and keep it interesting particularly as well as PG so they can't be bleeding all over the place but yeah. at the same time they get everything in they get some pretty cool spots there's some weapon matches and uh, the I, I was surprised though so the so the options for this match were street fight first blood match and I'm I'm not surprised that first blood didn't win because first mm. blood matches are generally terrible yeah um, but cage match and even though WWE has bastardized the cage match to within an inch of its life. Mm. Um, it's just it's the most obvious physical gimmick. You like you'd you'd think that that's what people would have voted for. Again, people are stupid. People are. You know, I mean, like Bruce Pritchard was saying on his podcast, the biggest swerve of the night was people voting for the Miz. Like yeah. they had accounted for all kind of a like the plan B for Everton. You know the way they go. Like so, these Cyber Sundays and Taboo Tuesdays aren't really like you get to decide because it's kind of like uh, tonight we're gonna have a cheeseburger and you can have on your cheeseburger cheese and bacon, or you can vote for. Banana, or you can vote for dog shit. What do you have, man? I was like, yeah, people go, oh, yeah, probably, probably cheese and bacon. <laughs> see, you know, that's, I, that's see, what they I, do with this I, show. I, I think what it is is like there's probably a contingency here as well. Because again, this was the internet, the internet wasn't ubiquitous. 2007 is when I went to college, and I remember smartphones were the thing, you had a flip phone, and internet was like. You had to go and go to a library oh, or something. Dara, I used so, to have to in I I was at university at the same time and I used to have to go to um to the computer room yeah, to get yeah. on MSN yeah. and do sexy text messaging <laughs> with the uh, the girl I was seeing at the time in, <laughs> in in a public room with about fifty other computers in it. So so that was the internet at the time, and in America it wasn't too much different. So I'd imagine. These could have been people fucking with people, you know, just to be like, ah, oh, it is. That'd be funny, you know. But then I just don't know, man. I mean, it could have been kids just like voting hundreds of times. You just don't know. Mate, but, but, okay, so look, uh, the maze is an anomaly, right? A one off mm. thing, fine. Then them voting for the street fight, that's like, oh, something's going on here. But what gets me is that 
for the main event for the special guest referee, obviously Stone Cold wins. Like that was never going to yeah, be. Yeah, never in doubt. Anything else? But ten percent, ten percent of people, when given the option between Stone Cold Steve Austin, Mick, Mankind, Cactus Jack, Dude Love, Foley, and JBL, ten percent. He ran a good campaign. Fucking reprobates. <laughs> he ran a good campaign. Disgusting subhuman <laughs> lunatics. Okay, hold on. for JBL. So before the main event, we get a re- we get the result of the the ladies' co- costume contest, right? And one thing I didn't notice, just watching it again here. So there's a pan through all the women, right? We get another bite of the apple. Oh, it's equally as bad. Yeah, she eats <laughs> eats the like the arse of it, eats the core of it or something. No, no, I think it's different. I know, I think no, it's way. I think it's the rest it's, of the apple. So you have to watch it. You have to watch it. This woman does not know how to eat an apple. No, no, it is the same apple, but she takes the smallest bite, and it's just like, no, oh, what are you doing? So, um, yeah, uh, who won here? I think it was. Was it Maria that won? It was Mickey James. Mickey James, yeah, well, twenty-one percent of the vote, and Kelly Kelly came second. So, in her Native American outfit, but we think it's okay because she is part Native American. But I, okay. I, I, I think I, people just like Mickey James. That's the thing. Well, you know, do you know what? Listen. So she was in her Pocahontas outfit, and she's doing a wee sexy dance, and she was hitting like, but I'm sure is like a very important instrument, Native American people. Mm. but then she was shaking her arse um, and a big part of me was going God I wonder is this okay but an even bigger part of me was going look at them thighs my god Mickey James is (laughs) Mickey James is absolutely awesome and she was awesome at this point she was awesome in TNA still awesome so fair play to her here Mickey James is a walk we're on uh, nerd to know now, aren't we? We are. Mickey James is a walking advertisement for rimming. Oh my God. Just full on bang. If anyone ever said to you, oh, why are you into rimming? Why would you ever do that? Oh bang. I'm Mickey so James. Sorry. That's why. I'm, I'm so sorry, everybody. I'm not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you tuned in to get Cyber Sunday and you got a lot more. This is what your Xbox you're on. Yeah, slobber Sunday. <laughs> slobber Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> it's a slobber knocker. <laughs> you think that's what he means when he's talking about it? <laughs> My uh, uh, old Twitter handle was because uh, I was a joke. Like, was slobber knicker? Yeah, like like knickers. Mm. But um, I I wrote a question into what culture once, and they read it out, and I heard what slobber knicker says sounds like in like a different accent and it sounds like a terrible racial <laughs> slur oh, no. and oh, ever no. since and, and now I've deleted my I have a totally new Twitter handle now. <laughs> so, which, oh, no, I don't want to be <laughs> which is uh, well it's actually it's uh, it's probably going to be I'm, I'm going to tell you because it's probably going to be impossible for people to find it's called Croa Croa um, but it's the Irish word for bones but oh. it's only in Ulster Irish it's pronounced Croa. In Mul- Munster Irish it's pronounced Canaw. 
and in Connacht Irish, it's pronounced craw, craw. Craw, craw. There you go. There you go. Now, no matter what way you sound, it sounds like a crow. Ah, it's actually... That makes a lot of sense. It's funny because we did a... Horrenda did a, did a split a couple of years ago called Craw. So there you go. There you go. Uh, yeah. So if you um, want to know, the, the Irish word for bones is either... It's C-N-R-M-H-A, but it's either pronounced Craw, Knaw, or Craw. Speaking of bones, we had The Undertaker up next. Ho-ho! Against Batista with Stone Cold Steve Austin as your referee. The match itself was actually very decent. Um, you know, I, I did feel bad for the Undertaker because, again, watching this, Batista's in his like proper prime, right? Absolute prime. Taker's getting up there. He's not super old yet, but he is older. He's yeah. getting battered by Batista. Batista is but, thrown it. Uh, um, but when he hits him with the Batista bomb or when he slams him, you're like, oh my God, Undertaker, you're a bag of bones. Like, like I, Austin looks better in better ring shape. I Taker. really like really like this match. So did I. But I, I felt thought, really, I felt so bad for Undertaker. No, but here here's the thing is the things that you felt bad for Undertaker for, I was relieved because so last week we did um uh Armageddon two thousand six and Undertaker was in his full uh <clears throat> sorry was in his full mascara period mm. like he was trying to hold on to the you know the past or whatever yeah i'm watching this and the undertaker comes out and he does a spooky entrance and it's really cool like like i i, I don't care who you are i don't care how cynical of a wrestling fan the undertaker's entrance is awesome like it's class and he comes out and he does his entrance but then he's human and he's getting battered and he's getting pumped from pillar to post he's getting hammered he's getting thrown around um and i got a real kind of i don't know how familiar you are with uh, uh comic books or whatever but i got a real old man logan vibe from this you know when ah uh, yes. yes in yes, x-men yes. when when wolverine because he because he lives forever so long. years yeah yeah but when he eventually gets old, he's like he's old, but he's still like immensely powerful. But he's mm. starting to get slow. He's starting to get this. I really appreciated this match on multiple levels. So Batista is like just this immense powerhouse, and you know you have the Undertaker's aura, the Undertaker's legend. But he's at the stage now where he just cannot keep up with these like forces of, of so he's supernatural but he can't keep up with these forces in nature and I actually thought that this was a better version of the Wrestlemania match where Brock beats him interesting that yeah. you know what you kind of put you kind of put it into words there that I wasn't able to, I suppose, because I was watching this match and I'm like, Batista kills him. Like, absolutely. He yeah. doesn't dominate him to, to an extent, like, but he does win comprehensively. It's not like a screwy finish. It is a win. Oh, yeah. So, he, it, it basically, the match ends with... Um, now, there's 
uh, it actually it feels wrong to just jump to the match end. There, there's multiple great spots throughout this match. So at one stage, Undertaker goes for the old school mm. and he jumps off it, and Batista catches him. Yeah, and just bang clean into a spine buster. Yeah, um, nasty move. Nasty. Oh yeah, move. awesome. And there was another on the Undertaker side. There was another spot where uh, Batista's got him in the corner and he's you know doing the ten punches, and the mm. next thing, the Undertaker just grabs the trunks and lifts him and walks out and does the last ride on him. Like, even though this was very clearly a, a Batista victory, this felt like a like a battle. It was, like, yeah. It, it really felt like a war and it was it was very um it's very delicately measured in that the Undertaker clearly and cleanly lost. Mm. Cle- like, no question about that. But the fact that it, it took, uh, was it like two Batista bombs yeah. to put him away? Like, he, uh, he he's, he's definitely not the Undertaker of old, but he's still the Undertaker. I thought, honest to God, uh, for WWE, I thought this was very nuanced, and what's very, inter- very well booked. What's um, interesting about this as well, it comes after Batista wasn't able to beat him at WrestleMania. So I just looked it up there. WrestleMania 23, uh, Taker beat Batista. Yeah, but WrestleMania, you have to have the... And it was for the world title. Yeah, you have to the streak and all that. And the streak would continue... All the way up to obviously Brock. Uh, was WrestleMania thirty? Was it? Was, uh, was WrestleMania thirty? Yeah. yeah. Well, it was. It was. It was twenty-one and zero. Yeah. And then Brock beat him. Yeah, it's just twenty-one and one. So yeah, it's uh, here. So go on. so sorry. Like stepping away from this. What What would you have done in t- in terms of the Undertaker streak? Would you have kept it inviolate? Which is a word I learned from my favorite book, nineteen eighty four. Um, or would you? Sorry, that sounded mad, pretentious, and wankery. <laughs> I just, I really love the word inviolate. And it's I've good. Never, I've never seen it used anywhere else. Um, or would you have them beat? Would you have them put someone over? Or would you keep the streak inviolate until uh, he retired? I would have kept it. Yeah. I, 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 I think it's nice that like wrestling tradition is that um, you know you go out on your back mm. but I think it's nice that there would be one exception you know I don't I don't see what was gained by it being lost yeah I really don't and I think that's the that's the biggest problem I had with it. It wasn't like um, it wasn't like Brock needed to win it. Uh, it's better than having <laughs> uh, Roman Reigns win, definitely. I mean, yeah, I, I, like, I know I like Roman Reigns, but I, I think that would have also been a bad use of it. It's it, to put it to put I, it. I need to. I need to. Learn, I need to sit under your learning tree. You have a tremendous capacity for uh, forgiveness and for moving forward like I 
find myself perpetually um, mired in the past. And I just, Dara, the fact that you can say a thing like that, I'm just in awe of you. Thank you. <laughs> helps like, <laughs> <laughs> I but it's helped I've met Roman Reigns as a person. He's actually a really nice guy. So, I mean, you know, there's... I'm sure he is, but it's like, so here's, here's, like, I, I, I'm kind of torn between two things, is that I have the characters I like, the wrestlers, the movies, the bands, mm. whatever else. And then there's obviously, there's the real people, right? Yeah. And I have very limited interest in the real people. So right. I remember I was a young fella, and um, a friend of mine says, oh, my God, I have this Slipknot DVD. Now, I was about... 14, 15 at the time, and to me, Slipknot were just the best thing in the world, right? They were not nine men in masks. They were nine fucking lunatics. Nine monsters, right? Right. right. And then my friend gave me this DVD and I was about to say Corey Rhodes. No, Corey, Corey, Rhodes. <laughs> Corey Taylor, the lead singer of Slipknot, is like backstage before shows and he like he doesn't like to hang out with the rest of the band he likes to go off on his own and find a quiet corner and write poetry and i'm like <laughs> fuck you you ruined slip you dickhead <laughs> you're supposed to be you're supposed to be backstage like Fucking eating crows and <laughs> shitting in jars and bit. No, fucking right. Oh, roses are red, <laughs> violets are blue, but not as blue as me because I'm Corey Rose, whatever his fucking name is. Oh my god, I was never so crestfallen and let down. Ah, so I don't, I, I don't. You know, whenever I say something, you're like allegedly or the character or that. I'm yeah. shite. I don't want to know who these people are in real life. I only That's want fair. to know the character. The That's only person fair. I want to know in real life are the only people I want to know in real life are Bret Hart and Jake the Snake. It's all so. In other words, folks, it's all real to Martin. It's so real to me, goddammit! <laughs> Leave okay. Britney alone. <laughs> okay. So look, that's my answer. I would say the streak should have stayed intact because the reason why there's nothing going to match it ever again. Yeah, they yeah. can never do anything with that again because they, just, they yeah. just won't. And it, it's a huge like, missed you opportunity. Have, you have to measure putting someone over with like actual all-time wrestling history. Yeah, yeah. like here's the thing. Which, it's like Which is it, what they're trying to retcon now with this. Roman Reigns thousand days yeah stuff here's the thing look Roman Reigns it doesn't matter if he had a million days he's still not the Undertaker so I mean come on doesn't matter doesn't matter if he holds all the belts in the world he's not the Undertaker so yeah it's like okay cool you 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 threw away the one thing that would have stood forever and here's the thing it still stands forever but it is tarnished a little bit so it is It, it Because I completely agree. I think it should have been like because it's not even that the Undertaker never put anybody over. It's not everyone ever lost the title. It's not that he ever lost the match. It's just he his aura implied that he should have had one 
impenetrable thing. Yeah. And the streak, and the whole thing about the streak is that they stumbled upon it accidentally. They yeah. actually didn't even realize that the streak was a thing until about WrestleMania 19, WrestleMania 20. No, no literally. Now, like we, we, yeah. we've, been, we've been covering it. And in the actual year, you don't even mention it. Like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And like, <laughs> whenever the streak kept going through that era, it was purely by chance. They were just yeah, like, like, oh, yeah, Undertaker wins. Blah, blah, it's blah. not until, it's not until, it's not until Randy Orton actually in 2005 actually says, I want to end the streak. That's when it properly comes in as a thing. Yeah, it's, but it's, the first sorry, but the first time, the very first time it was acknowledged was with Ric Flair in two thousand two. So it's mad, but Sherlock, like we we have a whole history of uh, nobody, literally nobody, has been more adept at defeating or belittling or making light of WWE than WWE. Yeah. And and there, that's case in point. I mean, everything that WWE do, they will underwrite it. But, Martin, I will say, when you see Hardcore Justice 2010... Oh, I can't wait. It's... I, I'm... I, I live in anticipation because you do not know what is about to be unleashed. I can't wait. I, I think... <laughs> The whole episode's just going to have to be uh, nerd to know. I don't I think, think it's so. going to be loud in radio. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't think so. I really do not think so. <laughs> so, folks, if you haven't already subscribed or haven't told people about the podcast, please do, because next week's one is one you're not going to want to miss. I think we're going to have to do something else, Martin, that that makes up for the fact we're not going to be able to put this on the radio. Because, holy hell. And you know what the best part about it is? Well, I'll, I'll do it for the for the for the financial benefit of the company. I'll I'll do you know what I'll do what Jerry Lawler did and I'll I'll maintain. But you know one of the best parts about it is the referee in the main event is Mick Foley. Obviously. Because obviously Mick Foley was dropped in barbed wire, dropped in explosives, dropped in thumbtacks, but his career is typified by being a referee. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, obviously. I haven't even watched it yet and I'm already annoyed. <laughs> like, what are you, yeah, what no, are you, what are you doing to me? It's, it's going to be... Oh, my God. Just wait till you see it. It's it's something else. But, folks, well, we're going to... No, hold on. Go on. Before you do and the it's well, three folks, years so... later, And it's three years later as well. It's three <laughs> years on from this pay-per-view. So I wanted to keep well, that in mind. Before you do the wild folks thing, right? I'm watching this nonsense for you. I want you to do me a favor. Go on. I know you don't like modern wrestling. I know you are dubious about people that I think are amazing. You don't think they're stars. Okay. But I'm going to watch this TNA bullshit. (laughs) No, hold on. And I want you to do me (laughs) one favor in return, right? Honest to God, this week's episode of Dynamite is one of, not one of the best episodes of Dynamite I've ever seen. It's one of the best episodes of wrestling television I've ever seen. I just want to be clear about one thing. I want you to watch it. I will. I will. But I want to be very clear about one thing. The show that we're going to cover next week is not TNA. It's Dara's favorite show. No, it's not TNA. It's Dara's favorite. It goes goes hard justice 
<laughs> WrestleMania 17 <laughs> and uh, Taboo Tuesday 2004. No, Those are I, Dara's three favorite shows. This, this show is a crime <laughs> against humanity. And when you see it, for example, again, Bubba Ray Dugley is wearing a Confederate do rag. Oh, <laughs> no, sorry, I, I had a glass of, uh, I thought it was rum and coke because it's black, but it turned out to be just rum. There you go. So, uh, you're okay. The, the shock. Is is understandable. Yeah, it's it's not. It doesn't even burn that much. It was just a surprise. <laughs> so there you go. I mean, uh, that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to leave it on that because. But I'm I'm telling you, folks, next week's show. Before we do anything, the first thing I'm going to ask is for Dara's assessment of this week's episode of Dynamite. That's fair. That's fair. I'm going to hold you to that now. I will. No, no, that's fair. That's fair. Because but... I'm going to watch this bloody TNA shite that you've been harping on about for three years. No, no, right? no, 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 no. We're watching this. <laughs> we're watching this specific show because you were like, I wish WWE did ECW. No, and this no, is why they didn't. No, <laughs> Dara, no, you're using that as an excuse. You have been harping on about Impact, TNA, you... You pretend you hate it, but I know you love it. You're a dirty little man, and you love it. You love it. So this is exactly what you've wanted. You've been for three years. You've been waiting for an excuse to get me into TNA. So I'll do, do it. it. I'll do it for you. But you're gonna watch Dynamite, all right? That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. God, this show got weird. <laughs> so, folks, we're gonna leave it there. We're gonna leave it there. Yeah, because. Where the else would we go? The best part about Hardcore Justice 2010 is that it's free on YouTube, so you don't need to pay. It's up Impact put it up there so you can watch it. And yeah, guys, uh, next week bring the alcohol, bring whatever you have because you're going to need it. It's uh, it's truly Hard something. Justice. Hardcore Justice. Hardcore Justice. Hardcore. You need the core. Because if you didn't have the core, it would be like an apple and Michelle McCool would try and eat it. There you go. So, Martin, is there anything you want to plug before we get out here? No. I love you, Dara, very much. I, I love that. what we do with our uh, followers. I love sitting and talking about wrestling from yonder days and nearer days. But I cannot emphasize how much I want you all to fuck off so I can go back to playing The Legend of Zelda, Tears there of the go. Kingdom. There we go. And again, guys, if you haven't subscribed, you haven't told people about the podcast, please do. That'll help us a lot. Give us an X-Pack Euro or many. That'd even be better. And we'll be back next week to talk about our first TNA show, the, the train wreck that was Hardcore <laughs> Justice 2010. See you next week. Stop. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.